welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And today we are here to talk more about the rise of Skywalker. Um, that's going to kind of probably continue up until the point that we actually get the movie. Um, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows by now that we recently got the final trailer for the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And it kind of broke the internet. And we... Obviously, like every other Star Wars fan, because we're slaves to the system, we wanted to sit down and analyze it and talk about the highlights of the trailer. We wanted to talk about the moments that surprised us, what we think's going on, all of that good stuff. And then on top of that also, uh, because recently there's been a comic and book that helped tie into the events leading in between um, The Rise of Skywalker, we also wanted to look at that and see if there's any inter anything interesting there that, well, helps us understand maybe what's going to happen in The Rise of Skywalker. Probably not, but if nothing else, uh, I definitely think that there are themes that begin in these other media and continue on into what we're going to see into the film. Yeah. And so uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to talk about um, as we're journeying to The Rise of Skywalker. And so, uh, but... On top of all of that, that's our main topic of the day, but we also have some news, which is interesting, one of which also leads into, in some way, understanding the rise of Skywalker, sort of. Sort of. So, uh, it's all on brand today, so, <laughs> um, but that's that's what we're here to talk about. So, you want to take it away with some whatever news? I'll take it away, and not bringing it back. Okay, that's fine. It's mine. Um, so, in a recent interview with Ewan McGregor, new details regarding the Obi-Wan series were finally revealed. Yeah. That kind of made us more excited for it, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not to say that we weren't excited about Obi-Wan in general, but, like... I mean, it's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, well, Obi-Wan in general, maybe, but, like... Yeah. The idea of the show, uh, was not an instant hit. Yeah, it's kind of taking shape in our brains now, what it's going to look like more. Absolutely. Uh, so, it was a secret for four years, we found out. Mm -hmm. Like, this has been in the works for a long time, they just didn't tell us, which mm -hmm. I think is smart. Uh, Obi-Wan will be dealing with the effects of Order 66. We might be getting a little PTSD Obi-Wan, maybe. Well, I think that's interesting, because even in the comics where we get a little bit of Obi-Wan on Tatooine, mm -hmm. um, we don't really address any of that and I mean it's kind of just moved on I mean there's not a lot of people to process order 66 through yeah um, he doesn't have a space therapist well yeah so um, this will be a really interesting way uh, I would say Kanan's been the closest closest example we've had recently of I went through this it was mm -hmm. traumatizing that's why I ran away um, other than that, we don't really have anyone dealing with that. I mean, Cal in Jedi Fallen Order, maybe. Yeah. Although he might have also just gotten lost on a school trip and <laughs> come back to find out, oh, everybody's dead. Yeah, that may have happened. Uh, speaking of canon, sure. Um, I should have saved this oh. for the Rebels rewatch, but... Eh, well, that's not that's on not YouTube, video. so... Um, so... Another little bit of little tidbit we got of information is that Ewan wants to get closer to Alec Guinness's portrayal of Obi Wan. Yeah, there's a there is definitely a difference. Um, obviously, calmer, older, mm -hmm. so it makes sense yeah. that they're going to want to emphasize 
how he transitions, which being alone in the desert, I imagine, has a lot to do with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also, I feel like it's going to be interesting dealing with, I mean, dealing with the character themes that are going to get him there. Because he's not there just because he decided one day he wanted to be calm, cool, collected old guy. Mm-hmm. Um more than likely he got there from the isolation and from yeah. you know dealing with probably some PTSD probably dealing with arguments with Qui-Gon hopefully like I feel like there's a lot of elements that go into making him a little bit wiser I think he's definitely wiser by the time that we re-meet him in episode four he's over by over there by the DBZ figures yeah our dog is sorry. with <laughs> with us and we're trying to keep an eye on him so yeah, sorry if we he's keep still a puppy Boba, come here. Come here, baby. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Um. So, and finally, there will be six hour-long episodes, making it a mini-series. Yeah, this is helpful. I mean, uh, you know, essentially, they're, I'm pretty sure it started as we're going to do a movie, but yeah. then I think they evolved uh, their perspective to rather than do a movie two hours Let's stretch it out more, get more time with the character. Mm-hmm. Especially since I don't see this having a lot of characters. Yeah, I agree. We're going to get in Tatooine. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of those six hours only with Obi-Wan. So I think it makes far more sense um, to do it this way. I think it makes far more sense that it be this limited. I don't think it needs to go on for five seasons. Aww. I think six hour long episodes is enough to... Catch up with Obi-Wan, see what he's been doing, and... Yeah, it'll be a full story in itself. Right. I mean, it doesn't need to be... We don't need to go from the moment he landed on Tatooine up till when he decides to go save Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... It's going to be interesting to deal personally with the character. That's the main thing I want for the series, and it being so short, it sounds like that's what it'll do, is it deals more personally with the character rather than... Let's follow him on some crazy adventure or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I will say I'm looking forward to seeing what the episodes will consist of. Because obviously we don't have a trailer yet. We don't know any story points. We just know it's going to be Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, is it going to be one thing that takes over six episodes to resolve? Is mm-hmm. it going to be a couple of small things? Is yeah. it going to be one thing every episode? Yeah. Like, you know, what what are we going to be doing in the time of an episode that we have. it's mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, my biggest thing and what I keep preaching is that I would love moments between him and Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Qui-Gon visited him um, during that time, and I think that that'd be a great time to see Obi-Wan's journey to learn about immortality and Force ghosting. That'd be great to kind yeah. of talk about this whole Chosen One thing that may or may not have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Like... There's a lot that can just between those two characters happen. Yeah, it would be great to get a line between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon where Qui-Gon's like, where Obi-Wan's like, was he the chosen one? Was he like this? Did I ruin the prophecy? That kind of thing. And Qui-Gon replies with, he is the chosen one. (laughs) Right, yeah. Like, I'm not really going to answer everything because I see all. Exactly. But, um, But no, yeah, like, that alone is what gives me hope in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Ewan, he's going to be great. It's going to be a good performance. Yeah. Um, I just, I want to be careful 
mm-hmm. or I would like them to be careful. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna watch whatever, and I'm probably gonna enjoy it. We're, but yeah, I just I just want it to be handled carefully because there's only so much you can do. We're oh, gonna. Uh. Wa- <laughs> He's under the table right now. Moving on to comic news. Um, the most interesting thing that dropped, and this is what kind of ties into what we're talking about today, uh, as we're kind of trying to wrap our minds around and look ahead to The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much of this is going to come up in the film directly, but um, we got a cover for, a new cover. We got the first cover, which is a traditional, mm-hmm. ooh, Kylo looks bad. Uh, but this cover for the second issue is a lot more telling. It yes. almost It almost writes its own story. Uh, if you don't know, yeah. Charles Soule is working currently on, or probably at this point finished with, I don't, I don't know how the production on comics work, yeah. but... I, I think it's, you write it as a full series and then it gets published issue by issue. Maybe. Um, if so, he's probably done, but uh, he worked on the Rise of Kylo Ren series, mm-hmm. um, which is, I can't remember if it's like a four or five issue. It's a limited run mm-hmm. and it's coming out after... The Rise of Skywalker, probably smart because it's probably going to deal with some things. Um, and it essentially, as he likes to say, it goes from Ben to Ren. It, it, mm-hmm. It's the journey from Ben Solo um, to Kylo Ren. And it's more than that one scene we get in The Last Jedi. And if the cover and the details about the second issue have anything to do with it, we have no understanding of what actually happens. In spite, you know, we think we understand, oh, Luke did a bad, Ben panicked and killed some people and then mm-hmm. ran away but the details on this comic basically blow all of that out the water which is i'm i'm surprised they released because i mean it basically undoes a lot of his current character development yeah um so it's interesting so the rise of kylo ren issue two we get a cool comic cover um and cool. it's luke and honestly i didn't know that was supposed to be kylo ren at first yeah I feel bad, but I thought that was (laughs) just someone else. Um, Because I thought, because, so it's Luke and Ben, Mm -hmm. um, lightsabers ignited, they're surrounded by the Knights of Ren, and there's one in the background that actually has a lightsaber. And another one that has a giant cleaver. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought the one with the lightsaber at first glance was, I thought that was Kylo, Mm -hmm. and that that was some other Padawan with Luke. Um, That was just my initial thought. It was stupid, but uh, no, it's Ben and Luke facing off against the Knights of Ren. And yeah, one has a lightsaber, which is new. Um, the others with like the gun and the cleaver and the scythe, that's yeah. all familiar. We've seen all of these guys before, except for the one with the lightsaber. Yeah, it, the the giant cleaver, I keep coming back to that because it's so like uniquely a fantasy thing for me. Cause, just like, running around with a cleaver? Just, <laughs> yeah, just running around with a cleaver. But specifically, I think of like... Uh, the Fable games or Bloodborne or Dark Souls Mm -hmm. where you get these giant cleaver weapons that you fight with and it's just so efficient and so effective. It's It's very um, Final Fantasy giant (laughs) weapon-like. Yeah, I love Um, it. So yeah, the unfamiliar face is the new one that has a lightsaber. Um, He's one that everyone's kind of drawn to. Um, The storytelling-wise, all we really get out of this is obviously they're fighting the Knights of Ren And with this guy, there's some markings on his helmet that a lot of people are um, comparing to symbols that are on Snoke's ring. Um, It's uh, Duarte language, Mm -hmm. uh, which there were four. um, These are like wise founders, kind of. It's it's a 
it sounds to me like a blur between history and religion kind of thing. Like, mm. were they gods? Were they just wise people? You know, like, but basically uh, it's this idea that on their shoulders, a lot of fundamentally what we know to be government and all this other stuff were built. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have four statues of um, Duarte that are in Palpatine's office um, during the Republic. So, and on top of that, Snoke's ring, um, it's not just a ring with symbols, but it also has some rock from Vader's castle. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of interweaving of themes, if that if that all actually is. It could just be squiggly lines, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's hard to tell with Star Wars languages, but if that's true, it's very, it's very interesting. It's another tie. It's a new person we haven't seen, um, but... Onto the, those, that's all conjecture at that point. But yeah. um, onto actual details about the comic, uh, with the new Jedi school, and this is from the actual solita- solicitation. So this is details with um, the comic. Um, and it's like what you see when you go to order the comic digitally yeah. or whatever. Um, so this is actual. Uh, with the new Jedi school in ruins and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master, Ben Solo flees to the only friend he has left in the galaxy, a man named Snoke. But Snoke has plans for Ben and ideas about the Force that are as dangerous as they are intriguing for the troubled young Jedi. If Ben wishes to be truly free, the answers might lie to the dark side and with the Knights of Ren. But it won't be the first time he's tangled with the knights. In the past, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker journeys to the unknown regions and brings young Ben along for the mission. Can even Luke Skywalker stand against the fabled Knights of Ren? Hmm. So even by this point, they're fabled, they're known about. Yeah. Um, I mean, you hear a story about someone walking around with a giant cleaver. Right, it spreads. I've heard that guy. Um, this being the second issue leads me to believe that the first issue is going to directly deal with the events of the night, Mm -hmm. um, that led to Ben fleeing. Our current understanding of that, though, from The Last Jedi, no matter whose view you take, Ben was sleeping. Apparently, Snoke at that point had already been trying to seduce him. Um, he's been dealing with the Mm -hmm. dark side stuff. And so Luke feels it and attacks him or in a moment looks like he's going to attack him. And that's what sparks what we know to be the rest of the story. Ben attacks Luke, knocks him unconscious, destroys the temple, kills everybody but a few of the Jedi and takes the rest of them with him. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always been the thing. Yeah, that's what we've understood so far. But I think we're going to get the full story of what happened in these issues. Right. And um, according to this, with the Jedi School in Ruins, so this is after that, mm-hmm. uh, and fellow students hot on his trail for the murder of their master. So it sounds less like Ben took the rest of the Jedi with him and, and more like they chased after him thinking he killed Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It really sounds like after he defended himself against Luke, he ran away, but Mm -hmm. they believed he killed Luke and chased after him. So then, you know, it says that um, he turns to Snoke and uh, the Knights of Ren. Uh, So I'm I'm wondering if Snoke in league with the Knights of Ren, I don't know what their relationship is yet, but... Either Snoke, in charge of the Knights of Ren, or just the Knights of Ren themselves, decided to go back and destroy the temple. Mm -hmm. And that's what 
Luxes is what the Knights of Ren did, not necessarily just Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also wondering, like, this other new guy with the lightsaber, I'm wondering if uh, that's where he gets his red lightsaber, if that's where um, Ben gets his red lightsaber. Maybe. Um, I'm wondering if that's the original Kylo Ren, or maybe something Ren, you know. Maybe. Like, Ren may just be a surname for their current leader. Mm-hmm. And then the rest serve him. The Knights of Ren serve him. So he could be, like, Frylo Ren or Bylo Ren or whatever. I, you know. Where do the Knights of Ren shop to get the best deals? <laughs> they go to Bylo Ren. Uh, you know, because it could be a very Sith thing in terms of you forsake your name and choose some other new identity. Which is a very Sith thing. Right. Just so like, it, clearly they that. have... Uh, affinity with the dark side but it makes sense why okay because whenever you look at the knights of ren there's this one like if those are the other students because mm-hmm. that was what a lot of people thought i even thought for a while of maybe that that's what happened to the rest of the students well what, why don't they have lightsabers yeah because they may not be the students so it, it like there's yeah. different things adding up together so like i i'm wondering um you know, a lot of people are looking at this and treating it like this is more evidence of the he did nothing wrong argument in terms of because he's run away and the Jedi chase after him. So he might not have actually destroyed the temple. So it's like it, a lot of people view it like they're trying to make Ben the innocent one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that or do you think this is that's part of this or do you think it's just the way the story goes? I think that it's going to start off like that, but from what we see in, you know, The Force on Unle- The Force Unleashed? <laughs> the Force Awakens? Yes, the Starkiller Kylo Ren. Um, the Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, we've seen what he's capable of. It would not surprise me at all if it ends up that, yeah, he did that stuff. Mm-hmm. He just has a different view of what he did. True. Well, it does make sense, I mean, being hurt. To turn around and, I mean, at first run away from it, but once you once you get a f- group of followers, and if they say, well, now you're powerful, you should go back and show them your power. Yeah. It makes sense that scared Kylo Ren or scared Ben Solo would go along with that. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, it starts small and eventually gets bigger to where, yeah, I mean, he has yeah. killed people. He, he is a murderer. He has done bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're trying to undo that, but... I think it's more so that we don't have the whole story. Yeah. We see the results of it. We see Kylo Ren. We see a, a, a bad guy, but we don't know how he got there. And so while I think that this is going to fill that in, I don't think they're trying to undo that he is a bad guy. Yeah. I think they're just trying to explain why he's a bad guy. And I think it f- makes far more sense for him to run away complain about his problems, get a posse together that give him power, that talk him up to doing bad things, rather than, oh, my uncle just tried to kill me, now I'm going to kill all these other people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes more sense that he would be edged up to it rather than just leave the hut that night and be like, well, I'm going to kill some folks. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, a, it's a better progression, I think. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I already was very, very excited for this. This is probably the comic series I'm most excited for in the near future. Um, But 
uh, it's one of those things like you have this idea of oh it's going to deal with the Knights of Ren it's going to deal with Ben Solo it's going to deal with Snoke but then when it actually starts to fill in those gaps you know it's just so different but it's so like mm-hmm. oh my gosh this is going to be really really good yeah um, and so I'm very 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 excited for it yeah and you should be too Yes, so make sure, um, look it up, um, Rise of Kylo Ren. It's a comic series I highly recommend. If you're a fan of the sequel trilogy, if you're a fan of Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, um, it's definitely worth picking up, even if you're not a big comic person, um, just because it's going to really dig into a lot, clearly. I mean, and, yes. and they're, if they're telling us this, that means there's a lot that they're not telling us, which should excite us, because it's the stuff they don't talk about that's exciting. So all in all, I think what's, and this obviously, this comes out after The Rise of Skywalker, but I Mm -hmm. think retroactively we're going to see elements. I mean, if he turns on the Knights of Ren in the movie, I think this is going to give roots to why, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't a loyal alliance at the, at the beginning. It was just that he was scared and needed somebody and they gave him power. Like, you know, I, 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 I very much believe this is going to support a lot of the decisions made about Kylo Ben's character. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, last thing we'll mention before getting into our main topic is, uh, if you don't know, Kevin Scott, uh, who is a great uh, Star Wars comic writer. Um, he often writes for Star Wars Adventures, and he's returned to pin Return to Vader's Castle. Um, Vader's Castle series came out last year. It basically is spooky Star Wars. Yes. And they have come up with sequel stories for it uh, this year. And each week of um, October uh, issue releases. And so we've already talked about one dealing with Maul, one dealing with Tarkin. And because we're late, we're going to talk about two today. One dealing with Ventress and one dealing with Jabba the Hutt. Yes. Um, it's a really great series. It's got a lot of great art. And um, these issues are another good example of that. The Ventress one is... Um, I didn't feel like it was as Little Shop of Horrors. It is very clearly based on it, but you haven't seen Little right, Shop of Right, I haven't Horrors. seen it. I'm going off off the assumption of Mario plants running around the city. So, <laughs> um, which in yeah. this story, yeah. it's less plants. It's um, Sarlax. Yeah. Uh, it's actually baby Sarlax. If you don't know, they've actually been popping up a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't like, they aren't like, stuck in the ground forever they, mm-hmm. that's only when they're like old yeah. when they're babies they're actual creatures they're like i mean really they look like the feathered raw turkeys yeah but with the beak and the tentacles like if you can yeah, imagine you know, it, turkeys with tentacles turkeys with tentacles you know, that's what like everybody loves at thanksgiving yeah um but basically there's an infestation and mm-hmm. ventress for some reason is the one called in to deal with it well you know she they, they need adventures. Um, you get everything from um, adopted goat sons to again uh, army of baby sarlax. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a really interesting one. It's, yeah. It's whereas the others try and emphasize ooh spooky stories. You know we got a Frankenstein one. We got a monster in the basement kind of style story yeah. with Darth Maul. This one's much more of a there's nothing spooky about it. It's kind of more just a story. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and then uh, the fourth one, the one I liked more. So, so far, I will go ahead and say the Ventress one was my least favorite. Um, but it it's like anything with Star Wars where least favorite just means it's my favorite. But yeah. 
the other ones have something else. The Java one's really cool. I love the art in it because whereas all again all the others try and be spooky, uh, at least a little bit. Even the Sarlacc one tries mm-hmm. to be spooky. This one feels very Disney. Yeah. Uh, like you've got like big bright eyes. It's very and, and, pretty. I mean, even Java just looks cute. It's really, yeah, it's just like, it's really an interesting way to do art for a spooky story. Yeah. Bring me solo in the wookie. <laughs> right. Um, and so, but basically, uh, a new relative of Jabba shows up, so that's another freaking hut. Another but hut. <laughs> we don't have to deal with them long. There's some family business that happens. Yes. But what's interesting, and this is a really, I really like this one, mm-hmm. um, probably second to the Tarkin story. This is my favorite so far because it deals with something that's normal but made spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't know, Jabba's Palace on Tatooine uh, is a reformed monastery. It used to yes. be a monastery for monks. Um, and you might wonder, well, what what kind of monks? You've actually seen them. If you've ever watched Return of the Jedi, you've seen the Bomar Bum- Bum- monks. Mm-hmm. Um it, in the scene where C-3PO and R2 enter the palace, behind 3PO appears a spider with a brain in, in a jar. Yeah. That's a Bamar monk. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that basically yeah. they, they strive to reach a point where they can remove their brain in order to just think about the wonders of the galaxy without having to deal with the bodily function. So it's like, I, it's the idea of like, I can do more if I didn't have to sleep eat use the bathroom they take that literally and so if i could have just my brain in a jar but also a mouth so that i could eat mozzarella sticks like that's peak for me (laughs) um so it's one of those things where it's just like the concept alone is really skeevy and the way they deal with it's really interesting Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like if you've ever read or watched the movie uh the haunting of hill house or house on haunted hill mm -hmm. or uh (laughs) What's the other one? There's like three different adaptations of the same story by Shirley Jackson, which is The Haunting of Hill House. You've most likely seen something based on it, mm-hmm. including, I think, this this story. Mayhaps. I've never read the... I don't know the story, so... It's very good but book. I recommend it. Um, yeah, it's it's simple, but it's interesting. And of all the plots to have to like jumpstart the thing of... Oh, we're going to go to this junk planet and get something. Oh, no, Darth Maul. Um, (laughs) Oh, you know, we're just flying through space. And then, oh, no, Space Frankenstein. Uh, Sarlacc. You know, like... Oopsie doodles. uh, Of all the things that start the story, this one's the most believable. Like, it's got the best reason for existing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like just a cool idea. It's like a legit, like, that's actually a pretty clever thing. Um, which is why I don't want to spoil it, but, uh, you know, we talk about them to recommend them to you because it's, it's some of our favorite, uh, work as far as Star Wars comics. It's, it's something we both really enjoy. I, I love a lot more of the comics cause I get into a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is one where we completely, uh, agree on and, and enjoy and Kevin Scott's a great yeah. writer and the art is fantastic. So we uh, preach it in in the hopes that you'll go out, get it for yourself, and enjoy it as well. Enjoy some spooky today. Yeah, I mean, get it is the season for spooks, so um, celebrate with Star Wars spooks. Yeah. Of all spooks. So to get into our main show, 
Um, like we mentioned, we're going to be talking a lot about The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about it directly as far as stuff from the trailer, which, oh my gosh, that trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also going to be talking about it indirectly in discussing some of the stories leading up to The yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Um, because there, if you don't know, every time a Star Wars movie comes out, Disney does a journey to blank whatever it is so we've got the journey to the rise of skywalker series yeah it covers multiple books of different grades like you've got like mid-grade you've got you know regular young adult novels then you've got adult novels um and then of course comics Mm -hmm. there's just a i mean even choose your own adventure books by kevin scott so they're like there's always a lot and rather than having an episode dedicated to a whole bunch of stuff um we decided that we would take some of the highlights of the Journey 2 series that were worth talking about or that had the most to talk about, I guess, is the way to put it. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of it, it's just, it, it's stories. You know, yeah. it's a stories about these characters that happen to be in The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have any impact. Um, so we highlighted what has the most impact uh, and decided we would talk about that leading up to discussing the trailer because the trailer obviously has a lot to yes. talk about. It there's a lot to unpack with that trailer. Yeah, we we talked about that while we were watching it the fourth time or something yeah, like several. that. It's just like we got <laughs> we got a lot to do. We should have taken notes. Um, and so I feel like what's going to add to those conversations is uh, what we're going to get out of some of these stories, which is really interesting. And also because everybody that's listening to this or watching this has probably seen the trailer. Yeah. Not everyone has probably heard about these books and comics or has heard about them but hasn't read them. And so um, we will be uh, dealing with essential spoilers for... um, uh, Star Wars Allegiance and um, Star Wars Spark of Resistance. Um, so if you're planning to read either those comics or that book, we highly recommend that you skip ahead. Um, mm-hmm. If you're cool with it, if you didn't plan to or you've already checked it out or you've never even heard of it but don't have the time to stop, then you know proceed, but you have been warned of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing... Now, originally, I was going to say, like, we, it's a little light because we've got comics and a young reader's book, which is kind of the 15 and younger, I'd say. I Something mean, like that. it reads simple. It's not, but young adult, I think, is 25 and younger, whereas novel novel is probably, yeah. you know, your average adult. Um, I don't, the nuances of what makes those things different. It, it's yeah. easier to tell a kid's book from an adult book than it is a, like a young adult book from an adult book or like you know officially young readers is 7 to 14 okay. and then young adult is 14 to 25 and then from then on it's just fiction mm-hmm. I'm, that's by barnes and noble standards i don't know what your reading level is i'm not your dad well, and then, like, like, I wouldn't get hung up too much on it because, you know, Spark of Resistance is a young reader's yeah. thing. But that just means it's a short, easy read. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to get anything, you know, super... It doesn't shy away from the story. Yeah. But it just, it presents it very clear. Matter of fact. Yeah, because you don't, you don't, when you're dealing with kids, you don't hide the plot. Mm-hmm. You don't really get 
secretive. That's why they're so short is because yeah. they're very forward to the point. This is what's happening. This is what our heroes are doing. This is the bad guy. And this is how it it's all fixed. So if anything, it's just about, I look at it more how long of an investment it is. Mm-hmm. An actual novel novel is a bigger investment because there's a lot to take in. There's notes to take because something that happens in the first few chapters will likely come back much later if it's never addressed like and then also you're that's more likely when you're going to get new big characters introduced that are from other novels that you know like it it gets bigger yeah in its storytelling if anything Mm -hmm. you know so i mean as with all kids things star wars i always like to make sure that like we always advocate for reading anything and everything you want to yes because regardless of what age it says is on there or what style it may be or anything it's still star wars and more than likely it's all going to be enjoyable i mean i love everything from forces of destiny and galaxy of adventures to the films and Mm -hmm. the bigger novels and all that stuff i mean it's all it's all enjoyable i love star wars rollout Oh yeah, okay. it's super duper cute. Like, it's adorable, and it's just a it's Star of Wars, but cuter. Like, exactly. I mean, how can you not like it? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it just means that there's various ways to enjoy Star Wars. Exactly. So, um, but nonetheless, um, we thought it was going to be small details, you know, little bit to talk about, and then we'd get to the trailer. Um, but literally, when writing the script, some information on uh, Resistance Reborn came out, which is the pilot novel of the journey series because that's the big one Mm -hmm. um we're also getting a book the force collector which is coming out which i think is the young adult one um and that's indirectly going to deal with kind of tying a lot of star wars things together um but resistance reborn is the big one that deals with the heft of how our heroes go from the last jedi to the rise of skywalker which if you've seen the trailer and you've seen the last jedi you know there's a transition like they they make a lot of things happen yeah. and so resistance reborn is probably going to be where a lot of that happens um and we got an excerpt from starwars.com we're not going to read it because go read it yourself exactly. um, but we are going to talk about it so if you haven't read that want to you know the thing um but we are going to talk about that uh in a minute but first i wanted to talk about the comics because i always like to t- start with comics because yes. they're, they're pretty and have pictures so that makes them better than books Hey. Uh, just kidding. I love it all. Um, so it's Star Wars Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And Allegiance is a good title for it because what's, it's going to feel repetitive, but that's what a lot of between Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker is going to deal with is these, these new alliances, these new friendships and connections that are going to rebuild the Resistance. That's the yeah. whole point. But... Um, rather than be what I thought it was going to be in that each issue was going to be a different interaction, a different story, it's one big story. Yeah. Um, it's incomplete. We don't have the fourth issue um, to talk about, but we can kind of guess where it's going to go. Um, but essentially, it's one big story of, that starts with Leia going to Moncala to ask for help. Yes. Um, and so kind of just highlighted some things that were interesting. Um, something else introduced in this is that Ray has trouble focusing with the Force. Yes. Um, so basically she's having moments where she's trying to use the Force um, or trying to, I guess, just see what's coming next or something. Yeah. And she can't get it. Like she just... Mm-hmm. 
I don't, you know, um, this continues into Spark of Resistance, mm-hmm. um, and seems like it's going to be a major thing. Do you think that this is just for these stories, or do you see that continuing on into the, even the film? I think she's going to have some, like, residual, you know, issues going into the film. I mean, it seems like this is something that's kind of happening all of a sudden due to what happened in The Last Jedi. Like, you gotta think. She went through a lot Mm -hmm. in The Last Jedi. Like, she felt a deep connection with the Force for a brief period of time, and she lost that. Mm -hmm. And so now she's trying to get it back as much as possible, but she can't focus because of all of this external stuff, I think. Do you think that has anything to do with why maybe we aren't seeing her in just talking to Luke casually? Like, do you think it's going to have something to do with maybe Luke not showing up to her at, like, right away? Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, with Luke, I don't know what it is. I mean, he heard Ben, but he really didn't see Ben until Dagobah in uh, Empire Strikes Back. So there was even yeah. a time period for him where he couldn't see. And, and even then, yeah. we only ever see him on Dagobah except for one scene in Endor but like Dagobah is also closer to the force I don't know if that had anything to do with it but do you think like it's going to be like Luke's getting sent to voicemail because she can't focus with the force I think I think so I think that's something because I mean you'd think as soon as you know he would just show up as soon as he can and be Mm -hmm. just like hey calm down it's okay I'm, I'm still here I'm just a ghost well like I kind of think of it as I think of, you know, why didn't Anakin just reach out to Kylo and just be like, hey, I didn't want that. Because in a way, I think Palpatine's blocking Anakin from Ben. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ben. Kylo Ben, yeah. I don't know which to call him on a regular basis. Um, maybe it's something similar with Rey, where she's either blocking him herself mm-hmm. or she's being blocked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe. I mean, you know, because we—I mean, we really don't know a lot about Force Ghosts, but you know, yeah. I would think I, I would want if I knew that they could do this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like show up as soon as possible to I give mean, me some advice. At this point, maybe Luke's still just taking a nap. I mean, <laughs> right, just recovering. Just, jeez, Louise—he did a lot there. Well, I mean, and it could be that they don't want that yet. Yeah. I mean, they don't want that until a specific moment. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he's coming back in The Rise of Skywalker, so I'm just wondering if she has to work up to the point to be almost susceptible to it. Like, I, you know, I, I hate to limit the power of the Force and Force Ghosts, but I almost yeah. feel like unless your mind is open to it, it you it they can't access yeah. you, kind of. What if? In trusts, I'm going to still call it that because it's fun. Um, She calls out to someone through the force. Like, she's reaching out for help. And she turns around expecting Luke. But Mm. it's Anakin. I just want Anakin. I I don't care how. I just want Anakin to show up. Which, Um, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. We'll we'll see. Um, Something interesting is that the Bounty Hunters from the Galaxy's Edge comic series Mm -hmm. uh, return here. If you didn't know, that is a series. Um, It deals with Doc Ondar, who is the owner of many iniquities of the Star Wars galaxy. And basically 
explains how he gets some of those. Yeah. Um, there's nothing significant there other than I was just like, oh, hey, familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what is interesting, though, is they catch sight of Finn and are like, hey, we found this guy on your wanted list. Um, and that triggers a very familiar um, scene, sort of, um, you know, in Empire when Vader is obsessed with finding the Rebellion in order to find Luke, he employs bounty hunters. I mean, he just throws resources at it. Like, he, I mean, he, he you see he's obsessed. And it makes more sense once you realize it's because he knew his son was with him. Yeah. Um, Kylo's doing a very similar thing um, we see here because he's just as obsessed. He's like, no, we're going to use everything. We're going to follow every rumor. We're like, mm-hmm. he's obsessed. Um, Darth Vader made sense. Luke. His objective was to turn Luke to his side, kind of th- overthrow the Emperor, and then somehow be happy forever after. Yeah. What What do you think is Kylo's version of that? I think... I mean, obviously find Rey, but like... Yeah. Beyond that, I mean... I think he's at a point in his journey with the Force where he... Nothing has made sense up to this point until he met Rey. Mm-hmm. Like, he finally had a moment of clarity, killed Snoke, and he's like, okay, now you'll join me, and we'll fix this together. She says no, and he's like... We'll fix this my way. What? I should clarify. Yeah. Yeah. What am I going to do Which is now? why she says no. Yeah. Um, like, he, he can't see a future without her, I don't think. I don't... I think you're right. I just don't think he's thought through exactly that. Because, I mean, yeah. clearly he's just trying again, like... Yeah. You know, I did all this to find you and to ask you out again. I don't know. Like, do you like fries? Why in? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah. I, clearly he's not, which even Vader, to, to be fair, like he had the idea of I'm going to join with my son and we're going to overthrow the Emperor, but then what? Yeah. Like now you've turned your son evil. Like, yeah. you're not thinking of the long game. I think it's a similar situation where he's like, if with her, I can be more powerful on the outside, I think he's outwardly thinking that, but deep inside, I think he's just a very, very lonely person. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think he's obsessed with connecting with her. I don't think he's... I don't think he realizes that he wants to be saved, mm-hmm. but I think that's ultimately why he's obsessed with her. Is I think he's almost in this panic mode of, I've got to find her, I've got to... We've mm-hmm. got to work this out, because he feels like he's ruined it with her. And like you said, she's kind of that only light he sees anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I don't want to discount Leia in this. I don't want to discount his family and his heritage in this. But Ray is the vehicle with which all of that re-enters Ben's yeah. life. All of that stuff exists and is important to his character. But she's the only one that can make it yeah. matter, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because basically, he's got blinders on to everything else. And so, yeah, I, I think clearly he's not looked very far ahead, but that he is definitely got that same, I'm, I'm going to find her, we're going to work this out. And it's, I don't think, do you think this has anything to do with Palpatine? Do you think, do you think prior to the Rise of Skywalker, anybody knows anything about Palpatine? I think that Palpatine's just been hiding in the closet for years and years <laughs> and years, and he's just going to pop out and be like, boo! Right, like, 
Yeah, like, I feel the same. So I, f- I don't feel like he's, like, like, thinking, like, there's this big, bad, no, evil thing, and I, I need her... He... I don't think Palpatine's on his radar. Yeah, no. I think he's going to show... I, I think he's a curveball mm-hmm. in The Rise of Skywalker, for sure. Um, through it. Yeah, <laughs> through it. Um, so that was just one issue. And the second issue is where it gets a little bit more significant because yes. now we actually see Leia reach out to the Mon Cala for help again. And we get the introduction of Aftab, who is Akbar's son. Mm-hmm. And so he's central to this because basically Leia's doing what she did twice already. What her mother did once, uh-huh. asking the Mon Cala, if you're in trouble, ask the fish for help. Because they got big <laughs> ships, and because they are, for some reason, the most capable military. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Because they've constantly been at war with each other, exactly. like between the Mon Cala and the... The, um, the Quarren? The Quarren. Well, okay, the Mon Calamari and the Quarren. The Mon Cala are... All the people. Are it's, you surprised it's confusing. that I remembered that? No. I was surprised that I remembered that because I just <laughs> pulled job. that like out of my ear. Um, yeah, it's confusing, but the Moncala, the Moncala are all the people. Yes. The Moncalamari are the fish people and the corn are the squid people, but they're all yes. Moncala. The planet is Moncala. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, sort of. It depends on who you talk to because some people call it Moncala, some people call it Dak. It's... It's all confusing. Like Fish people are confusing, game. but they have big guns and big ships. They do. What's really interesting is in this one, um, there's the second instance of someone. So the First Order comes and does something, and someone's like, uh, what do you mean you're going to do that? The Empire didn't do that. And it's this idea of, like, the Empire was bad, but even they didn't do this. Mm-hmm. And the First Order just being like, tough beans we're gonna do it anyway like we ain't the empire son you know on one instance hux is just like this isn't an invasion we're destroying you regardless of what the empire did Mm -hmm. uh and kylo even just being like uh well that's why they were too lenient and like Mm -hmm. i really love when they acknowledge that they're i mean the empire was bad yeah i I don't think anybody disagrees but they could have been badder Mm -hmm. they could have also been more effective and I think that the First Order is a great response to that. Yeah. And I think that's what works for me in terms of the resemblance to the Empire, using the Stormtroopers, using the Star Destroyers, using the TIE Fighters, is because they're just enough like the Empire that you think that, it, oh, well, we've dealt with the Empire before. But then they're also sleeker, newer, badder. And so yeah. they're familiar, but they're worse, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. This is full, like, space Nazi. Oh yeah, like, and like, and I think that's what I love about the First Order is it's not just a spoof of the Empire. It takes yeah. what the Empire did well, uh, which wasn't that much, but then it makes it worlds better by, you know, full from birth ind- indoctrination, and you know, they like they don't negotiate as much. Like, I mean, that's literally what we see in these comics. So, mm-hmm. I I really enjoy the reinforcement of. We might look like the Empire, but we're not the Empire. Yeah. And then, so issue three, nothing much to talk about just because negotiations pretty much just fall apart. Yeah. Again, because squid people are bad for no reason. I, like, I don't get it. Um, if your mouth looked like that, you would be upset too. <laughs> apparently. And so, yeah, so basically they sabotage the negotiations and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's all going to work out in the end, though, because when we go to um, Spark of Resistance the young reader's book. Um, it's established pretty early on they've got Moncala ships in the fleet now. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Spoiler alert: Allegiance number four. They're gonna figure it out. It's all gonna be okay. Which are we surprised? Yeah. Like, come on. Of course, they're gonna get them on scholarships. Uh, and so, moving from Allegiance, the comics, which I do still recommend you check out. The art's really cool. Um, and overall, it's a really interesting story. Yeah. Um, even for all my bleh of the Moncala show up again, um, the, I also really enjoy the Moncala, and like I said, I really enjoy their ships, and it wouldn't really be Star Wars. It wouldn't be, I know they're the Resistance, but it wouldn't be the Rebellion without them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, much like... We're going to talk about another person that comes back and it's just like, it makes sense because it's not this big final fight without them. Yeah. Um, it's the same with the Moncala. So I'm all here for the joining. Yeah. Um, you know, if I had to sum up, I would just say that I wish the joining happened in a newer, more exciting way. But at the end of the day, it happens, um, which is exciting because that means it, the resistance is growing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole point. And so um, it continues to grow with a few, um, the, the whole plot of this is basically uh, the Resistance gets a distress call from Minfar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a planet inhabited by the Zixen, which are like bunny people. They're so cute. They're midgets and they're green furred and they, like they, they're, they're not Jackson, mm-hmm. um, which if you don't know is a space pirate rabbit yes. um, who looks like Bugs Bunny literally. They don't look like that. They look like actual bunnies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so real. It, They're adorable. It's it's weird. Um, <laughs> but basically, they get a um, distress call from them. The First Order is being the First Order. Mm-hmm. And so... Stealing um, their lunch money. Ray, Rose, Poe uh, go to help defend them and fight off the First Order. And it turns out that the First Order is there because of a mind control device, which sounds a little goofy, but... It's Star Wars. I mean, that's not the first time that's kind of shown up. It, it couldn't be any worse than freaking uh, Triclops. Right. I, and that's what I keep coming back to. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, as the story goes, they win. They get some new friends and get some new allies. So that yeah. means bunny people are probably going to show up in Tross. I'm going to be mad if they don't. Right. Because, like, how dare you introduce this and not follow up? Like, we need to rewatch the trailer and see if we see green I don't think people. so. But... I, they better be there. I just want a rabbit in the cockpit of something. Um, <laughs> just hanging out with a porg. Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and so one cool thing is that because of the mind control thing, um, First Order wants it, I guess, more troops. Um, the Resistance is like, hey, we could use that against the First Order somehow. Um, but, uh, of course, they end up not doing it because it's like, oh, no, that'd be bad. That'd make us bad people, and we can't beat bad people by being bad people, which is a good lesson for yes, life. Yes, it is. Um, can't fight fire with fire. Exactly. Um, but what's interesting is how Ray talk, or not Ray, um, how Rose talks about the concept, though. Um, not that she necessarily disagrees, but it's kind of more of a, well, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, and so she, she, and she talks about how, like, Everybody uses tools, but like it's what you do with them that decides their. F- I won't almost said fate, but it's not like they're alive. But like you decide if a blaster is bad, you decide if a wrench is bad, you decide if a cup is bad. Like you, what you do with it decides whether or not something is bad. 
Uh, obviously, I do think there's not a good way to use the mind control device. No. But I get what she's saying, mm -hmm. which leads me to question, do you think that this applies to Force users? And if so, does that mean every bad or good character is only that way because of who uses or influences them? Hmm. That's... That's an interesting concept, because like we see with the Empire, and most likely with the Forced Order as well. The Forced, Forced Order. order. <laughs> the Forced Order, eh? Oh yeah, the Forced Order. Oh yeah, order. get me my maple syrup. <laughs> what was that? I don't know, I'm bad at accents, you leave me alone. You turned into like a Dutch old woman, <laughs> and I was confused and wanted to get you a blanket. <laughs> like I'm bad at accents, you really it's are. obvious. It's okay. So yeah, the Forced Order. Um... We see that they are indoctrinating babies to be their weapons. We see that in the Empire, people chose to join the Empire through either a sense of duty, yeah. a sense of obligation, or just a sense of power. That mm. kind of thing. Like, when you look at the First Order, you see not many people had a choice right. for that. Like, it's the same with the clones. They didn't have a choice. They were not born to have a choice. Mm -hmm. They were born to fight for whoever, you know, they wanted. Or whoever it was intended to be fought. Whoever was in charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying. Thank you. So, like, it brings up that argument of men and women and people just following orders. Does that make them good or bad? Mm-hmm. You know, does that make them understandable in a way? Like, I mean, it's tough. I mean, because that's when you get into really deep moral philosophy of, mm -hmm. like you said, okay, so they're captured from babies and indoctrinated. All, all, all they know is mm -hmm. X, Y, Z. And Finn seems to be the first one to like question. Well, n not the first one, but the first one to like question him get away with it like exactly. usually like like they say they re they, they send them back to redoctrination yeah so they basically just re uh brainwash them mm -hmm. um now when a first order trooper is you know going through a village slaughtering people mm -hmm. are we stopping to think about well they were kidnapped as a baby mm -hmm. they don't have much say so like are we are we justifying it then or mm -hmm. are we just looking at the fact that well no they're doing a bad yeah you know, and, and, you know, which way do you act? And then following that posthumously, you stop the stormtrooper, you kill them. Um, how do you deal with that? Because, yeah, you stop them from doing a bad thing, but a bad thing they were only programmed to do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, that's when it gets yeah. into really big moral stuff of like... Yeah, even literally programming so. Like, we spent so much time with the clones in the Clone Wars. Order 66 still happened. Yeah. They still committed genocide. Mm hmm Does that change how we perceive the clones? Personally, no. But... Well, I mean, we've never spent any post-Order 66 time with clones. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, that's what I long for in a lot of storytelling is, like, mm -hmm. I, I want to know more about after that. Because we, yeah. we know of some troopers but we don't get into specific stories they're just in the background they're just troopers at that point so it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's just like I, I feel like i could speak to that more if i knew more about the change of hands yeah if we're gonna keep coming back to this section of storytelling in these you know hundred years century of you know the skywalker saga let's ex 
explore that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, let's explore Rex and Cody finding each other after Order 66 and being like, what have we done? What mm-hmm. did we just do? Like, how can we make this better? Because we just killed our best friends, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, we just... The generals that we've worked with our entire lives right. are gone now. Yeah. And it's our fault. It's, I mean, it's a lot... And it's one of those things, I don't think until we get a better understanding of what goes on, um, we don't know, mm-hmm. like, even how that interaction could happen. What if Cal finds a clone trooper in Jedi? That'd be really interesting. And the clone trooper has just gone insane dealing Ooh. with what he's done. I, I It would... That'd be some interesting storytelling. It'd be very interesting. Sorry, I. Um, I think you folks. Yeah, I th- well, I think yeah, I think <laughs> we see where your 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 passions are. It's interesting. I like clones. Um. To the original point, dealing more with force users. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's as black and white as it's blamable on external circumstances. Yeah. I I think we have to deal with the fact that people are definitely different than tools. I think troopers, and this may sound weird, but like I think troopers do fit more into that tool mm-hmm. category more than force users. Yeah, I think force users have a little bit more autonomy. Well, be- just because like they aren't either programmed or conditioned or oriented for a task. Mm-hmm. For the most part. For the most part. Where, like, troopers exist to fight war. Whether they're programmed and cloned that way, or whether they're indoctrinated that way, or whether they're recruited that way, they fall more into the tool category because they have a function like that. Whereas force users can be a a number of things. Um, So I don't think it's fair to chalk it up to Anakin's bad because Mm Obi-Wan, or Kylo's bad because of Snoke. I think that, yeah, obviously they may reinforce things or they may cause things but i think that at the end of the day people have both light and dark Mm -hmm. in them you have the potential to say something nice or say something bad Mm -hmm. do something nice or do something bad and so because we have that potential i do think it matters who influences us and who influences like ben and ray because that decides, do they do the nice thing or the bad thing? Mm-hmm. But they're always left with a choice. Anakin yeah. had a choice. Ben has had multiple choices. I, I, I think only in very specific cases can we completely say, well, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it applies to anyone currently involved in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, don't th- I don't think we can say that about Ben at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... The only thing we can say for sure is a character like Palpatine, he's that kind of tool that clearly only exists to kill something. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's, there's, so there's this thing, uh, I think it's called like Thor's Thunder or something like, there's this weapon, it's basically just a giant steel rod Mm -hmm. that was created to be launched from space, like a missile. It's not a missile, it's not... An incendiary. It doesn't explode. Basically, it just uses the power of gravity to fall so fast that it can destroy a city. So it's basically just falling debris, but it's targeted. Yeah. That's only that only exists 
To destroy. To destroy. Yeah. That's Palpatine. Mm-hmm. That's clearly, like, he is that tool that is just pure bad. There's no, well, but I could use it to buff out the scratches in my car. No, you can't, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, it's going to destroy your car. It's going to destroy everything. Yeah. Um, so I think Palpatine, I, I don't think we can say, well, Plagueis made him that way. I, th- I think if we ever, no, 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 no. if we ever learn any more about his character, we're going to no. learn he's always, he's always been, been bad. He came out of the womb. Looking like an evil boy. Right, he has the like, pyramid of evil and just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> mother, do it. <laughs> so, like, but I do think it's a really interesting concept to, like, I don't, I don't ever know quite what they, like, they're talking about this, this could have nothing to do with anything else. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time believing that this kind of idea couldn't come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just specifically towards, like, a lot of people wonder, uh, or not maybe wonder, but they want Finn to do, uh, to lead a Stormtrooper revolt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's necessarily grounds leading up to that, but, like, this would lead into that conversation of, like, well, why don't we try and convince them that they're on the wrong side? Yeah. Why don't we try and let them know that they can do something else? Like... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, because Finn only accepted that because it was mm-hmm. an option. Yeah. So, if they're not given an option, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a moment of clarity followed up by an opportunity. Exactly. Um, if you have a moment of clarity and don't do anything about it... It don't mean nothing. That's up to you, fam. Exactly. Um, so, the last thing we will mention before we get into the trailer, and just sorry that it's a long episode... Nah. Um, but... There's a lot to talk about. There really is. Um, Resistance Reborn. Again, that's the big novel of the Journey to the Rise of Skywalker series. And uh, we recently got an excerpt. There was a lot of controversy a while back because there was a supposedly leaked cover for the Spanish version that featured a familiar face. It uh, featured Wedge Antilles on the cover. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't believe it. A lot of people weren't sure what to think. I really wasn't sure what to think. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, with those things, I always try and take it carefully because you never know. Um, But sure enough, it turned out to be true because the final cover for Resistance Reborn is going to feature Wedge. And he is going to be what I assume to be integral to the story. Yes. We get an excerpt from StarWars.com discussing a little bit of how he re-enters the story a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I do recommend you read it. It's not really big spoilers for anything, but essentially what it has to do with um, is apparently now uh, Nora Wexley and uh, Wedge Antilles are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how far that goes back, but they are a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, Nora Wexley uh, is Snap Wexley's mother and was introduced as a key player in uh, the Aftermath trilogy, which is mm-hmm. some of my favorite canon storytelling uh, from Chuck Wendig. It's a great trilogy of books. And so... Um, Snap or Timon is his real name. He's I like only Snap better. yeah, uh, he does too. He's only a child um, in that, so he's not the focus. Nora is, and she is just cool. Yeah, she's just she's up there with the ace pilots. She's got a lot mm-hmm. of great storytelling, a lot of great story moments. I mean, she's just a really great character. So number one, seeing her return, really cool. Potentially seeing her in The Rise of Skywalker. Very cool. Very cool. Her and Wedge, a thing now. 
very cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you think Wedge used like the "I know Luke Skywalker" line on her? <laughs> Just I like, doubt that would have gotten her anywhere. Gotten anywhere. No, but, like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, what? Um, it's just, it's really interesting. Um, it's a really cool way to bring her back in. It kind of makes sense because they're mm-hmm. they were close friends throughout the rebellion. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a really cool way to kind of join some storytelling together. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they're a thing. They're living kind of in retirement together, farm life. Mm-hmm. which is what everybody does apparently when they aren't fighting yeah. war <laughs> it's either war or farming there's there's only two things in star wars apparently yeah um you're right so but snap um and seer his his wife show up and um they're basically like hey yeah everybody's pretty much dead it went really badly <laughs> um and uh what's really significant about it and again i recommend you read it because there's a lot of details we're not getting into but the the main beat of introduction is by way of them informing like yeah akbar and they even get a moment to acknowledge um which we didn't talk about that star wars yes. allegiance did really well too yes um wedge gets a really big moment of just like holy crap like he He's just always been there, always fighting. I can't imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really great and it's really cool to see these characters having the reaction. I know a lot of fans had in terms yeah. of, wow. Yeah. At, I'll admit, the first time we watched uh, Last Jedi, I did not process that Akbar died. Yeah, it was like the second or third time of just like, oh. oh. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. He's just um, gone, huh? And I know part of it dealt with, I believe it was the voice actor, the reg, the original voice of Akbar passed away. So yeah. um, I think he was, I think he did lines for The Force Awakens, but I don't, I think he passed away before The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was up to a lot of external factors as to why there wasn't a lot going on. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> I, I, as much as I'm all for heroic deaths, I'm also one who's very much in the boat of I support realistic and sudden things. Yeah. Like just the missiles hitting and it's just, it's you don't get, because yeah. I feel like there's even greater loss in not having time to process. You know, there's just this, wait, what? Like you're just trying to catch up. It, like I feel yeah. it more as a loss than having time to prepare of like, oh, he's, he's pushing the buttons. He's, he's about to go to hyperspace. He's doing like, you get time to brace yourself and you yeah. don't you, you with Akbar you didn't get that yeah. and I kind of appreciate that yeah I mean there's this great if you've ever listened to the adventure zone you there's this fantastic monologue by Griffin McElroy where he talks about you know when someone leaves your life there's many ways that they can go like some are beautiful and poetic some are you know sudden and unintentional like and a lot of the times those sudden and unintentional deaths in media are the ones that impact you the most. Yeah. Like I'll say some of the most startling deaths in films, I I can't even like pick one out of my mind. It's happened so many times. Like the ones where you're thinking, Oh, they're gonna get away, they're gonna do all this great stuff together. Like And then something happens. And then Well, I mean I th- yeah. I think of uh pulp fiction. 
Um, yeah. They're like so you're introduced <laughs> to Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta's characters, yeah. and you're pretty much you're like I'm gonna follow these characters. Yeah. They're the main guys, and then you get introduced to Bruce Willis. And if you don't know, the story just kind of interweaves constantly. Yes. And there's this moment where John Travolta's character is coming out of the bathroom. Yeah. And gets shot, and that's it. That's it. That's it. It's brilliant and bold to do but it's just one of those things where it's just like that like what that that reaction is i think greater than not everybody gets a heroic big flashy death i you know like it just doesn't happen and so i don't think we've ever really talked about Mm -hmm. our thoughts on it because i mean yeah i don't know i mean it's one of those things we can't get really into it without getting into spoilers for a lot of things Mm -hmm. but like i remember a few of those deaths coming to my brain right now and i'm just like i can't talk about that oh (laughs) like i wasn't like well spoilers for clone wars i wasn't expecting sabine to die like i was expecting her to just stay on you know the mandalore and just be cool but then all of a sudden my boy did bad. Yeah, I mean, it just, like... It, yeah. And the way she dies is so brutal and so sudden, too. And so, retroactively <clears throat> seeing the characters process the way mm-hmm. we're processing, it's significant. It's yeah. fitting. Um, and it's a... You know, we and we're all talking about fictional things, but all in all, it's a way to kind of get to a level of acceptance. Like, it, it happened. It's, yeah. That is what it is. Um and so similarly, we get that with Wedge that we got with Aftab. Um, and then, of course, the big thing is that Snap's like, Luke Skywalker died. Yeah. And this was the first time reading that. Like, yeah, I kind of did process even Luke's the n- huge number of times that I've watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And the huge number of times that, yeah, like, I, I get it. But like, the beautiful moment where he just disappears right when i think that's that's the thing though is that's why you don't process because it's such a jedi exit it's the same thing with obi-wan you're just like oh where did he go yeah like you're just (laughs) you're you're not really all the way through it and so actually reading the words luke skywalker died yeah you know and thinking about how that like with wedge antilles who's been through multiple things with luke like imagining like oh my gosh like he fought an entire war. With right, him. like, and he even says, like, aren't Jedi supposed to live forever? Like, there's, like, this, mm-hmm. I don't, this doesn't make sense. How can that have happened? He was the hero. He was the one that always solved everything. Like, yeah. you know, I don't think I wrapped around the impossibility that that was. Mm-hmm. And and so it's really, really significant. Because yeah. you got to think for all of these years, he's been that symbol of hope somewhere out there in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, he's out there doing something. He's going to come back and make it all better. He dies and there's still an issue. Right, yeah. Like, the it's first just order like, is still a thing. Alright, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so it's really, it yeah. was, is, is really, it's a really good excerpt. Oh, it yeah. deals with a lot, but like I look forward to really getting... I was looking forward to this for a lot of reasons, but now the personal journey and of, of Wedge and all this yeah. stuff and, and, and seeing further how they deal with this stuff is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so highly recommend you go check out the excerpt for yourself. It's a good lengthy excerpt. You can also listen to it. They have the Audible version as well. Or not the Audible... The uh, yeah the audible but not yeah. the audible copyright version does that make sense 
Like, there's Audible, the style of audio delivery of a novel, and then there's <laughs> Audible, the company. It. You're able to hear an audio version of it. <laughs> yes. So you can do either one, and we highly recommend it. Um, oh, sweet Jesus. And also mark your calendars, because November 5th, it's coming out. And it's coming. I mean, we're going to talk about it, so you might as well get it. Uh, read it for yourself. On to um, The Rise of Skywalker. Thrust. So we got the epic final trailer for this thing, and mm-hmm. boy howdy. So let's just, we're going to do our usual kind of walkthrough, um, and when we get to something interesting, um, mm-hmm. we'll kind of just stop and talk about it, and we'll try and keep this at a reasonable-ish length. I mean, it's a long episode, but like... It's not going to Deal with it. I mean, if you love Star Wars, like yeah, L- you listen. get it. Listen to half of it. Take a break. Eat exactly. Lunch, you don't feel like don't feel like you it. have to do all of it. Exactly. Um. So trailer analysis. Mm-hmm. Um. So the first thing we get as we open up is Ray running through the forest. Um. Which I still believe is some sort of training. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like this is before the last thing we saw where she is throwing the lightsaber and catching it and with that training because there's one point later she even reflects a blaster bolt Mm -hmm. and so i feel like this is definitely part of that um she drops a helmet and i think that has to do with the typical jedi thing of you know uh no vision like not seeing yeah um and that somehow i think that's she's working on that focus thing i feel like she's trying to learn to trust the force yeah um but you gotta think she's spent her entire life relying on herself and so this has got to be a huge adjustment for ray yeah well and that's what's interesting about the dialogue that's over it um it's finn talking there's a lot of dialogue in this one there really is um finn he says it's an instinct uh and so i feel like definitely we're gonna see some character struggle of ray trying to change her instincts her in- her instincts are to trust herself yeah. and and to be this survivor and scavenger um yeah but she's gonna have to change that if she's gonna go on whatever journey yeah. it is she has ahead of her and i think there's gonna be a good scene with finn and ray where he's kind of reassuring her like this isn't something that's gonna happen overnight something like that right i don't know um and sure enough um, as she's running, there's a moment where she jumps over a chasm in the forest and lands on Star Destroyer wreckage. Um, I don't think this is literal. I think it's symbolic of, you know, this idea, again, of her her instincts are her survival mm-hmm. skills that she got from Jakku. And so I think this visual is a reinforcement of that, of mm-hmm. she's constantly going to be trying to break from that past because... That's not who she is anymore. Yeah. She's not Rey the Scavenger. She's Rey the Jedi. And so I think that's going to still be a part of her journey is separating that and growing out of that. Yeah. Um, Next we see Finn. um, And he's looking through the binoculars at something. But um, I think this is that scene where we see uh, it's Finn, Rey, 3PO, uh, Poe, and them. They're on that grassy knoll. Yeah. And they're looking. I think what he's looking at is the... Oh my gosh, that's the Death Star. Because, you yeah. know, like in the first trailer, that was the big, oh my gosh, was it's Death Star wreckage. And I think that's what he's seeing here. Because yeah. he's definitely got a, what? No, no. Uh, but the dialogue over it says, a feeling, the Force brought us together. 
which is really interesting, him um, talking about the Force, yeah. since he doesn't know how the Force works. Of course not. <laughs> I, that's not a jab, that's a joke. Yeah. Um, then we get more of Rey running through the forest, and then we see a large group of Resistance fighters, um, and out of the crowd we can pick out that we see Maz and Lando, which are the kind of new faces. We also yes. see Snap, the usual of um, Poe and all them. And there. possibly Aftab. There isn't. There is a Moncala there, and we have seen that there is a Moncala um, standee mm-hmm. of a character, but it's kind of racist to say it's Aftab because they all look alike. But they all look alike. All look alike. It might be Aftab though. It may be. Aftab. Um, I do hope so. Yeah. I mean, if you put a picture of Aftab next to the Rise of Skywalker standee, it looks very similar. Um, next, oh. Um, the dialogue we also get is, it's still Finn, it says, we're not alone. And mm-hmm. then we get a scene where Rose is walking, she's in the foreground, um, and Dominic Monaghan, um, who we'll just call Rebel Guy with a cool beard, uh, and cool Billy beard. Lord, or um, uh, Lieutenant Connix, um, they're in the background. This looks like after a thing. It does. This looks like I'm tired. We just fought because like Connix is leaning on Dominic's character. It looks mm-hmm. like this looks like a very much we just did a thing, and I think she's yeah. l- looking at something else. They look like it looks like in the background. It's people getting back on a ship. This looks like I mean later on we see they're on a star destroyer. I think this is that. I think yeah. this is after they lead a charge yeah to get on the star destroyer uh because it just looks like they've been through some stuff it really does um again finn's got dialogue it says good people will fight and then it transitions again it says if we lead them Mm -hmm. and there we see and this is what's cool so we see poe in the foreground then chewie and finn and we get uh uh, poe's new Mm x-wing don't know how i feel about the white and orange um it's not as cool as the black and orange really yeah Oh. Mm. Mm. But what's interesting about the dialogue of if we lead them being there with Poe is because um, in Spark of Resistance, there's a lot dealing with, it looks like Poe is being groomed to be the guy. Yeah. The leader. Uh, which makes sense because they don't have Carrie to rely on for a lot of Leia stuff. The next best thing, since it's part of his character development, is to lean on Poe. Yeah. Who, in spite of his demotions and stupidity in the past, is the second in command. He is the next yeah. best guy. So he's Leia's replacement son. Yeah, I mean it's it's really interesting, and I look forward to a resistance led. I, I think that's his character coming full around. He's not yeah. the hotshot guy anymore. He's the leader. Um, then we see the Corellian Corvette taking off. A lot of people are wondering if this is the Tanta View Four. I don't know. Um, all I know is it's a sexy Corellian Corvette. <laughs> um, I'm not going to argue what, what... He's a ship guy. I love Corellian Corvettes, man. Um, so there's nothing more significant than that about it. Um, but then we see the Death Star wreckage um, amongst the sea. And uh, then we switch to Ray giving some dialogue. She says, people keep telling me that they know me. Um, and you can see way into the distance that yeah. you see Ray with her lightsaber on the Death Star wreckage there. Mm-hmm. And then we apparently zoom in on that because next we see Ray looking ready Just to so go. So uh, And then the dialogue continues. It says, no one does. Uh, and then we get... <laughs> Wet Kylo Ren. Wet Kylo Ren. Like <laughs> he comes in... Like, his entrance is dope, though. Like, because yeah. all you see is this 
this big wave and then this cloud of mist and mm -hmm. water and then just red glow and then all of a sudden he emerges. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's a really, this is a very much like, I've been chasing this girl for so long. But also, yeah. he does a thing with his lightsaber where he turns it around reverse grip style. Yeah. And yeah, Starkiller. Yeah, Ahsoka. I don't see that. I see a... a I'm I don't want to hurt her. Right. I'm yeah. ticked off. And if I'm not careful, I'm going to hurt her. Yeah. I just want to talk, Ray. I just want to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you, Wendy. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. Um, and then we transition, which again, also that just dialogue of, you know, it's that whole thing yeah. of you're nothing. You're no one, but not to me. It's, yeah. it's a repeat of that of no one gets me, but I do. Yeah. I just, ugh. <laughs> it's thick. Um <laughs> <laughs> Then we get a uh, space iceberg. Um, Spaceberg. Despite initial uh, thoughts, this is not a reflection. This is not at sea. This is Just, ice floating through space. Yeah. Um, and we get a whole bunch of TIE fighters flying towards it, which obviously mm -hmm. uh, ominous. Then we jump to a shot of the throne. Um, no one on it, though. Yeah. But then we switch dialogue again uh, and get the, palp uh, get the uh, emperor. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine starts talking. He says, long have I waited. I don't know if it if it clicked for you, but this is very reminiscent of Mortis for me. I don't know what well, it is. Well, angles and dark Angles stuff. and darkness. Yeah, angles but... and darkness, my old friend. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, um, no, it, yeah, like there, I, I think there's clearly meant to be Oh, yeah, it's... Influence. It's based on Ralph McQuarrie's original design for the Emperor's yes. Throne Room. Uh, which great callback Fantastic. and if you lighten up the image which always safe to do with star wars stuff um you see some stuff you see some imagery on the throne mm -hmm. which is really cool because there's this new symbol that's been going around i believe it's associated with like the sith troopers yeah it's like this diamond this crimson diamond yeah um it looks very similar to the um markings artwork whatever you want to call it on the throne which is yeah. really interesting very interesting since clearly this has to be a throne for palpatine and exactly. clearly sith troopers have to be associated with palpatine yeah um so that's weird i don't know where that's gonna go but uh then we transition we see so beautiful we see star destroyers emerging from the ice some emerging from underneath the ice and, um uh, yeah if you look in the background it looks like that image we got of oh yeah, all of like these lightning. Star Destroyers. And, yeah, so this is clear. This is bef this is leading up to that. Assumably, yeah. this is now. So here's yeah. here's an interesting thing the to talk about. That is my background right? Um, so yeah, in the <clears throat> in the D twenty three trailer, the the more significant trailer, I'll say, mm -hmm. um, we saw that iconic image of the hundreds of Star Destroyers lined up. Yeah, and. You know, earlier we got that space iceberg. Here we got Star Destroyers emerging from ice. You know, we talked about before, like, and I'm not trying to copyright this. I'm uh, more than uh, us. A lot of other smart people talked about yeah. it too, where we this, get a shot of yeah. like a laser hitting something, mm -hmm. and then you know, next thing you see is like ocean and all this other stuff. Yeah. My original thought was, what if the ocean comes from the melting of ice? That doesn't make as much sense. But the idea of the lasers hitting the ice, though starts to make a little bit more sense because yeah the star destroyers are in the ice yeah i'm just so freaking excited for this 
Oh gosh, to find yeah. out what the heck is going on. Oh yeah, well because every time something comes out, you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it makes no sense. And I mean, clearly we can trace some lines, but for the most part, it's just like I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. So um, then we see a shot of a whole bunch of rebel it's ships. A lot of damage, um, including. The ghosts. Yes, including the ghosts, some Moncala ships. We've got um, a couple of hammer ho- hammerhead Hammer corvettes. Hammerhead um, Just a lot. There's yeah. just a lot happening right now. Yeah, someone pointed out that they thought that they saw a Trade Federation ship. Personally, I don't see it. Oh, big, the big The big bulbous ones. boy. Yeah. Well, so, um, someone also said something about the Colossus from Resistance, but I don't see that as well. But... At the same time, it's hard to get a really good resolution yeah. shot where... this is two seconds of a moving <coughs> picture. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a lot to work with. And almost everything's blurry whenever you zoom in. Mm-hmm. But um, we get more dialogue from Palpatine. He says, you're coming together. And then it transitions. We see it inside the cockpit. Everybody looks happy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not a lot to talk about. The Falcon looks cleaner. Yeah. Uh, that's because Lando. That's because Lando. Um <laughs> And then we get a shot of Kylo and Rey just having at it on the Death Star again. Then Please change your phrasing of that. <laughs> I, I stick with it. Um, then we see an explosion. And, like, if you look by it, there's some lights back there. I think that's a Star Destroyer. I think so. <clears throat> I just don't know what... I mean, this is a quick one-second shot. There's not a lot to see here um, other than something explodes. I don't know what that's going to be, though. Then we see um, Ray is on some yeah. skit. I think this is how she gets to the Death Star wreckage to get yeah. to Kylo. It looks cool. Um, and so uh, then Palpatine continues, it is your undoing. So all, all in all, he said, your coming together is your undoing. And clearly he's got to be talking about Ray and Kylo. Obviously. Um, but then we switch. And so everything up until that point has been um, dialogue. Yeah. Over over images, it's been just quick transitions. This is the first time where we get essentially a clip of a scene. This is the scene that, that broke, broke the Steel Saunders. Oh, it broke everyone. Internet. It broke everyone. <laughs> like it, there was so much of a reaction to the scene that like I was frantically going through Twitter just every second, like it's getting constantly. Little, it's constantly three uh, PO. Constantly three PO. We get Babu Frick. The precious little bean that he is, or they are, I don't know. Um, Poe, Ray, Finn, R2, Chewie, BB-8, Dio, everybody. everybody together. Babu Frick is working on the back of C-3PO's head. Yeah, and then, um, po, so Poe po looks at him and is just like, hey, what you doing? And yeah. um, 3PO says, taking one last look, sir, at my friends. And we, then, yeah, we may be missing a little bit of that scene in between. Oh, I'm sure there's a little bit of a difference. I think there's... A little bit more going on than just what we're seeing yeah um but what like it's interesting to think about how does this relate back to because the first thing we saw back in the d23 trailer was we saw an image of 3po with red eyes yes so that's the first thing we get of things are up with 3po then everyone's heard my theory at this point i'm gonna sit back here i don't think so i don't think it's the triple zero matrix a few people still hold on to it but i i think red eyes is just not enough to support that and then Entertainment Weekly released an image uh, a while ago of Zori Bliss with um, a data disk of some sort. And it looks a lot like um, a component that's at the back of C-3PO's head, which is where Babu Frick is working. So it looks like 
a lot of people are well and it looks like something but a lot of people are wondering is this his memory core what like what is it and if it is his memory core what's the significance of like a lot of people are thinking of what well, they put back his memories then he'll forget everything after episode three um what would be the point of that though yeah like you like you know what i mean like and i'm not i'm not criticizing i'm just like i can't think of why that like yeah it's emotional but i don't know why that would be useful to our heroes maybe he has some kind of files between anakin and palpatine maybe like because you gotta think he is he and r2 were the only two people only two beings i guess (laughs) That were alive at this time. And yeah, I don't. I don't doubt that he's got tea on Palpatine, but like again, like <laughs> how it works, Palpatine. Yeah, sip the Palpatine fan. Um, and even if they put like the triple zero major, like their last ditch effort is to turn him into a murder bot. Like to be fair, come, it's effective. <laughs> I, like, uh, I don't know. I I don't. I can't wrap around an idea that just works for me for this. Mm-hmm. Um, see, clearly, and I think it's fair, I think it makes sense, clearly, they're going to make 3PO important. And I think that's a good call to make because he is a legacy character. Absolutely. And R2's always had something, always, he's always been heroic, he's always been there with the, the big stuff, and 3PO hasn't. Yeah. So I think whatever they're going to do, I think it's going to be significant and emotional simply mm-hmm. because... It's going to be 3PO doing what he can. I mean, he's just a protocol droid, so he's, yeah. he's going to do something significant here. That's all I know, and it's probably going to make me cry. Obviously. Um, like, it, we're bringing tissues and blankets to this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm taking the day off after we watch oh, this yeah. movie. Cause I, it's just I'm, taking gonna an, be... I'm taking an emotional health day after like, this. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, then we see, so after that, it gets back into the montage, we get some epic music, and so it's the base, it's the Star Wars main theme, but it's like, in a very triumphant victory, kind of, I want to say it's in a major key, but it's already in a major key, which if you don't know, minor key sounds sad, and major keys sound happy, (laughs) so normally... It's like saying, oh, it's death metal, but in major key, so it sounds better. But no, it's like, it. it's already a it's upbeat like, song. It's like Mr. Blue Sky versus The Sound of Silence or Mad World. Sure, like major I'll minor that. key. That's just kind of going oh, further into yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting flair on a very familiar um, theme. And I really hope that's the end I mean, obviously, we'll get the iconic end thing, but I feel like I, this has got to be the victory. Like, this is the, we're celebrating after killing the Emperor again yeah. thing. Because this is just some victorious sounding music right here. It's beautiful. But we get Finn, Poe, and Chewie running through, um, feasibly, maybe a, a Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're killing some Stormtroopers. Yeah. Looks like they're having fun. Uh, I think this is connected to Empire Magazine released an image before of Kylo's kind of holding his ground but everybody mm-hmm. else being blown away by some what everybody assumes to be like hyperspace blowback yeah. um i'm wondering if this is connected to that in terms of their escaping but i don't know why they'd be escaping because mm. i don't know why they'd be there in the first place it looks to me in the first image like finn or like pose doing like finn is doing parkour 
Oh yeah, he's definitely doing parkour. Parkour over the stormtrooper. <laughs> right, yeah, like he's he's bouncing off of a wall, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, because like I'm I'm just wondering what puts them there in the first place, which is it, so that's going to be the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Then we get a Lay and Ray scene. Um, they're hugging. It's a familiar scene, but it's um, it's it's sig- it, it's, it's powerful. A, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, over that though, we get Luke. So much dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, We get Luke, and he says, Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. And then we get more on Pasana dealing with that speeder chase. We got um, BB-8 and Dio kind of helping. Yeah. Uh, There's not much. Um, But then we get a shot of Chewie and Lando. I think this is that final battle. So I think in the Falcon, in that big triumphant, all the rebels call in, I think think Lando and Chewie are there. I think they're leading this. Gotta be. Um, then we see a shot of a Y-Wing. What's interesting of this is... You love um, Y-Wings? I love Y-Wings. But clearly, this Y-Wing is attacking a ventral cannon on a Star Destroyer. So, mm-hmm. way back, again, D23, we saw Star Destroyers. If you enhanced and lightened the image, you could see it looked like they had cannons under them. Yeah. This is confirmation. They, in fact, do have freaking cannons. So, yeah. I don't know, but that's really freaking cool. Sure. Um, it's a bunch of giant lasers on giant spaceships. It's a bunch of freaking lasers. Um, and so then we get a shot of space horses. There's like this charge being led. They're so pretty. Wait, I'm assuming it looks like they're running across the bow of a star destroyer. It looks like Jenna is leading the charge. It does. Uh, it looks like Finn is definitely whether BB-8's down there, and then I think, R- I think Rose is on one. Yeah. And if you go back to the other image where Rose and Dominic Monaghan's character are, mm-hmm. I think it, in the background you can see there's a few of them back there. So like yeah. that's why I say I think that is after this. Mm-hmm. I think they're about to steal a freaking Star Destroyer. Which, God bless them. Right. Like, I, like they can do it. I feel like they're like, guys, we've got to get a Star Destroyer, and we've got to get a giant cannon. And This we, is my Star Destroyer. They're going to shoot a freaking laser at the Emperor. Rose <laughs> is going to walk up to the main guy flying the Star Destroyer Ooh. and just be like, this is mine now, hey, that's, and get out of here. That's good, though. Like, that'd be a good... Like, she gets be. ships. Like, that would be a good yeah. Rose thing. That would be a fantastic Rose um, thing. I'm just curious where they were like... Because we've seen these horses show up on whatever this... Yeah. What see, you know, no, grassy knoll planet is. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just want to hear the conversation. That's like, can we take the horses with us? But what about horses? Poe, po, po, hey Poe, can we can we take the po, horses with us? How many horses can you fit in your? Ex-wing? We're not taking the horses, Finn. But but they could be so useful. How could they be useful? They're pretty. Because I want one. Uh, right. Like I just I want I want that dialogue. Just like Finn is hugging one of the horses and Poe's like, I guess we got a horse now. I guess we got a horse I, now. It's like when we got our dog, just, I guess we got a dog Exactly. Um, then we get uh, probably the most iconic shot of this whole thing. We Beautiful. get the throne room. <laughs> Ray is there. Ben is there. I don't even know how to unpack this. It's just significant. I don't know. Like, I've been looking at this image. I've brightened it. I've looked at it so many times. Why is this image here? Well, why I mean, clearly they they're there? at the Death Star well, yeah. wreckage. Like, well, yeah, but like, why, why this specifically, and why doesn't he have his helmet on? Well, that's the thing is like they keep showing him off with his helmet a mm-hmm. lot in the toys and the images, but I haven't seen him. There's one scene in this whole trailer mm-hmm. where he wears his helmet. Yeah, and that's coming up 
after something else. So I'm like, what, what, like, where, where does it fit in? Why? Yeah. What, like, there's, there's no telling what could be happening here. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't think they're going to lead into a makeout session, but I don't think they're also going to fight. I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, I don't know what role the Death Star and the throne room and all of that is going to even play yeah. yet. Yeah. Like, there's no telling. I mean, clearly we knew we were going to the Death Star because of literally everything else. They've yeah. really been showing it off. I mean, even the next scene is literally Finn running and yelling, and I'm pretty sure he's yelling Ray because it looks like his Ray face. Um, and John is in the background, too. Yeah. So, like, at, how does that factor in? Like, yeah. did something significant happen? Is he just mad because they're fighting? Like, what... I mean, it's so hard because you're always looking at it through the lens of we want Kylo Ren redeemed. So mm-hmm. every time we're looking at them fighting is, are they fighting or are they fighting? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's hard to not look at it yeah. with a opinion already of what we want it to be mm-hmm. um, rather than what it is. Because in the next scene, we get more Ray and Kylo. Yeah. This, this is the only time we see him with his helmet. And they're smashing a pillar, which seems to have Darth Vader's helmet on it. And so, is that on purpose? What, like, like it? what? It's being completely destroyed. It looks like it's crumbling apart. Yeah, like, uh, you know, it looks like it was made from rock, probably from Vader's castle, maybe? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just like, and then Rey has a knife. It's not the Mortis Dagger. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I don't think so. Could be the... Um, it's too short. I don't know. It was a cartoon. Things get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Things get smaller in the realization. I don't know. There's a reason she has a dagger. I don't know what that is. It's probably some kind of Sith artifact or something. Uh, that's what I say. I don't know. We don't like, know. There's, there's literally no telling. Um, and then are they on a Star Destroyer? They look to be in a city because if you look in the background, unless that's stuff literally in the room, it looks like that's a window and there's some buildings yeah. back there. Like, or it's just a pile of tubes in the back of the room. I, I don't, don't know, know where they are. Um, I mean, it looks very... I mean, even in the background, it looks very, like, First Order-ish. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have pointed out that immediately following this scene, Kylo seems to be removing his helmet. Well, he reaches for his helmet. Yeah, he reaches for his helmet. I mean, again, it, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in in a two-second clip. Um... And then we get Finn, Poe, and 3PO looking at somebody with a blue lightsaber. It's probably Rey. Yeah. Um, but. They look sad. They look, or, or confused. They look sad, confused. Um, so I don't know if maybe Rey, if that's her having a freak out. Mm-hmm. Or if that's more of the Force Bond stuff maybe popping up. And maybe she has the lightsaber because she thought Kylo was there or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, then we see another shot, and this clearly shows us that the the horse charge is on yeah. a star destroyer. But you also see the whole other fleet. So we are yeah. actual. That's real. Yes. They. It's not a vision. We it, thought they, those star destroyers are there, <laughs> and in in the meantime, we also see a couple of tied daggers, which are mm-hmm. supposedly piloted by the Sith troopers. Yeah. Um, we see a couple of B wings. Like we see like the the battles going on. So clearly, yeah. this is where all those rebel ships pop up. Um, and that fight is going on while they're stealing a Star Destroyer, apparently. Then we get just a shot of Ben, and he's somewhere. There's some mechanical stuff back there. And then it transitions to 
Ray, and she's staring down something. Which appears to be a figure in a hooded cloak. Yeah, it looks like, and it looks like he's on some sort of structure or what? It looks, and and if you watch the trailer, it looks like it moves a sec. It, like, it looks it like it floating. Yeah, it either flo- floats or it shuffles like. Spider throne. Spi- yeah, like spider, spider throne. throne. Uh, and behind Please. it, we get now. I don't know if this is if this is over the image or if this is happening in the image, but there's mm-hmm. an evil cackle that you can definitely hear. Yes, definitely. So either they're really trying to trick us into thinking it's Palpatine or it is Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, we still haven't seen any of Matt Smith. No, yeah. Nothing. I don't know, but they just pointing that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Palpatine? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I would love it. I think that would be fantastic. That's my fan cast, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's talking about it, so that... You know, that... Yeah. Says something. I don't think it's confirmation, but it does say no. something. Yeah. Um, and then we see Ray with the lightsaber. I think this is maybe the thing that Ray, uh, that Poe and Finn are looking at. But maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, but this is definitely... She's got a face of... It, it looks cer- like mm. it looks like confidence and it yeah. looks like relief. Yeah, she's like very sure of herself. Maybe, just maybe, on the other side of what Poe and Finn and C-3PO are looking at, we see Rey, but what she's looking at is Kylo coming out of like a ship or something. And they're looking to her for like confirmation or something. Because he seems to have his weapon drawn. Poe. Oh yeah, he de- yeah, they def- that's what I say. Like it definitely looks like oh no, we heard a sound. Let's go check on it. Yeah. And I'm assuming they find Ray, but they may- I mean, there could be something else happening there. Mhm. Um and then over that though, we get Luke um returns with some dialogue. He says, "The Force will be with you." And then Leia finishes it by saying, "Always." Yeah. Uh which yeah, oh she my does. gosh. Um <sighs> and yeah, and then we just get the title card, title card, and that's the trailer, and there's just a lot. There's so much. This is a very long episode, and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, because this was a lot to unpack. Like, I oh, yeah. shared that John Mulaney gift for a reason. Like, we don't have time to unpack all of this. <laughs> Which, and feasibly, yeah, we could have saved ourselves some time and talked about the book and comic elsewhere, but eh. Just I mean, if you don't want to listen to it, you probably you can fast forward, or you can split it into multiple takes or whatnot, but we thought that because... Again, in terms of seeing, okay, the resistance has got gotten some help now. Yeah, that's a lot of ships. We see how that happens in this storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting a Ray who may be dealing with some difficulties with recapturing her closeness with the Force, and so that final shot of her seeming very confident is reassuring because oh, she she fixed it, she got over it. Yeah. But then we also have to remember, like. Don't just take this trailer as this trailer. The last, the last shot of the last trailer was the exact opposite of this. This, it, the last shot of the D twenty three trailer was Ray with a red lightsaber and a dark cloak. So it's like, yeah, we've got to take both into the context of, well, didn't she already have her trial in the Last Jedi? Yeah, but if she's having trouble focusing on the Force, the dark side could be attacking her, and causing that vision. Yeah. Or I still hold to that could be a vision for Ben. Like, mm-hmm. there, you know, we can't just take each trailer in out of context in terms of we've gotten multiple trailers at this point yeah and looking at them all together and looking at the fact that clearly there's going to be a lot of ray and kylo content 
-hmm. because we know they fight on Pasana because he's chasing her with his TIE fighter. We know they fight on the Death Star because we see that here. We know they fight in some room with Vader's helmet. So we're getting a lot of Rey Kylo content here, which is really significant. Yeah. But it's also going to be really interesting because, again, we've got Rey who's got her own struggle. Clearly, Ben is dealing with his own struggle with the light and where his allegiance is. And then on top of all of that, all the stuff we've already been dealing with, now we've got the curveball that Palpatine is supposedly back. Yeah. And he's got this secret fleet, maybe? Maybe. Is that his fleet? Is that attacking the First Order and the Resistance? Or is, is that in the control of the First Order? We don't know. And none of this, I can speak for myself, obviously we're not psychic and we don't know. We can never know for sure. Yeah. But every thought, every idea ever of how this thing could end, none of it is here for me. We, there's nothing. Like. We don't know. Like, yeah, like. No. What I mean is, you try and get these ideas, you try and figure out, like, and you think you know, spending a couple of movies with these characters and these themes and everything, you're like, this, you, you can kind of figure this is going to lead here, or it's going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then Rise of Skywalker happens, and clearly the trailer shows nothing is as we thought it was or as we expected. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, the comic of the the rise of Kylo Ren even shows we still don't know the whole story. And that's going to play in here, I think, in that we don't know what's really been going on this whole time. Mm-hmm. We thought we knew when Snoke was in charge. We thought that, oh, it was as simple as Kylo took charge. Now he's the leader, so he's the bad guy. But that the, the Emperor's the curveball, man. Yeah. The Emperor's the one where it's just like, even that first trailer at Celebration... Like, everything else to that point was like, okay, some fights, we're going to get Lando, we're going to, yeah. you know, like, it as was soon as Palpatine's laugh. The entire the, crowd just yeah. went, what? Well, yeah, because there's, all of a sudden, everything went away. Like, all the other stuff was like, wait, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What what does that mean? Yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, I, I doubt every idea and theory I've ever had. And even him returning, it's just like, what does that mean? Was he always in charge? Is mm-hmm. he, like, did Kylo bring him back? What? You don't know. And what's so great is that none of the trailers help. It, they it make it worse. Nothing. It does not solve any issue. It does not solve any of our questions. It, just, it keeps it adding does... more stuff to be like, what does it mean? Where is this coming from? How? Why? Like... But in all the right ways. Like, it's great. I'm excited. But it's like, I got nothing. It reminds me of when the first trailer for The Force Unleashed came out. We were sitting in the theater, watching it. You mean The Force Awakens? The Force Jeez Louise. (laughs) I know, it's a a very similar title. It's very similar. And technically, depending on what kind of night it had, The Force either awakes or unleashes. So... (laughs) I'm pretty sure I unleashed this morning. I was very sad. It, I was yeah, very tired. Mon- Monday mornings are I unleash, but on on Sunday mornings I awaken. On a good day, yeah. Um, when we first got the trailer for it. When we first got the trailer for it, I remember being so confused 
And I think you were as well, just like, who are these characters? Yeah. What is going to happen? We thought we knew who the main character was for yeah. a long time. Well, and, and then... Blew out of the water. And I think, though, The Last Jedi was the safest one because there was a lot to follow up. There was a lot laid before it. And so I think The Last Jedi, it didn't have a lot of this in terms of, well, this isn't what we expected. Or, that you know, like, it, it you know, Snoke was introduced in The Force Awakens. It made sense. He's going to show up more in this one. Um, it makes sense that Kylo is going to face down his mother. Like, Luke's going to show up more because that's how, like, everything that The Last Jedi teased in the trailers and delivered in the film was set up. And I'm not saying that there hasn't been set up for this. I know they're going to make it work. I trust JJ and I trust the story group. I trust Disney. But what I mean more so is it's pulling back the curtain on storytelling that's much bigger than just the surface that we've been introduced to. It's bigger than just Ray and Ben Solo and all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big thing with a character like Palpatine. It makes sense because... He is that great, powerful evil that could live on in some way. Yeah. That could somehow orchestrate all this. And the First Order thinks that it's improving where the Empire left off. And it's, you know, been brought to life because of the Empire. But it, in the end, it turns out that the First Order was a setup all along for Palpatine's return. And What if... <laughs> The first rule of business for Palpatine is to destroy all First Order ships along with their inhabitants. Then, but that makes me question then who's in the Star Destroyers. But my thing is, if they're rising out of the... Who's piloting? If they're rising out of... Well, they couldn't be the Sith Troopers because they have the new First Order armor, so there's no way. Unless it's based on the Sith Troopers. That, that wouldn't work for me. That'd be silly. But, like, that's something we still haven't talked about because we haven't even seen. Where do the Sith Troopers play in? And what does that even mean, Sith Troopers? Like, are they Sith Troopers? Are they, like... I don't know, man. What? I'm just I... trying to... I'm just trying to Star Wars here. <laughs> like, as... it's, it's so much. We've been talking about Star Wars for two hours. It's just... <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I... I need some Oreos. We don't have Oreos. No, we don't. <laughs> um, so, l I guess let us know what you think. Um, everything taken into consideration, the comics, the books, and all of that leading up to the Rise of Skywalker and the trailer. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? And what do you think the trailer means for the story that we've been journeying with for almost five yeah. years now? I mean, it, it's it's been a lot. And so seeing it come to an end we never quite know how to do endings and it seems like this is going to be a big finale and so uh, we want to hear from you guys what you think um and certainly you can let us know uh if this is for youtube on you um then you can let us know in the comment section below if um this is the podcast you can hit us up on twitter facebook instagram all of that good stuff let us know what you think yeah. um we definitely want your we love talking mm -hmm. this stuff obviously amongst ourselves but it gets even more fun when more people are introduced and more people join in if you're jj abrams or kathleen kennedy watching this i have one question for you what <laughs> exactly like, 
And huh? so, um, and uh, when you check us out on social media, be sure to follow us everywhere you can, so that way you can stay up to date with the show and all the goodies that we do. Um, check out our Patreon page if you like what we do and want to support it. If you mm-hmm. want to send our cats to college and also get yeah. rewards and bonus content, uh, Patreon is a great way uh, to do all of that, and it starts at just a dollar a month. And if you want to watch us answer some questions that we actually know the answer to yeah head over to patreon as well yeah this week we have uh, an exclusive patreon episode where we're going to be doing some star wars trivia mm-hmm. so um yeah we actually know some of that stuff. exactly like so, we know those answers um but if you ask us what's happening in trust we don't know so uh but we're happy to talk it out with you so hit us up and just um, be sure to uh, check all that stuff out we've got a lot more in the pipes a lot more coming at mm-hmm. you so Get ready for that, and uh, yeah. Got so much in the pipes, better call it Palmer. Oh yeah, so much so much Star Wars in the pipes, guys. That was such an awful sentence. I want to just rewind it and say, so much in the pipes, you may have to call a plumber. You said the same thing. I said the pipes, and you might call a plumber. Oh, well I say weird things all the time. I just say it confidently and move on. That's, That's the secret, folks. <laughs> so... Uh, But until next time, guys, stay scruffy, and may the Force be with you. Bye!